Hello, friends. Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Family Podcast, where we explore the most interesting and thought-provoking topics to better our lives physically, mentally, and financially. This is our journey. How's it going, Anthony? Good. How are you, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. I'm very excited. Well, so let's get started. Um, let's talk about the reason I had you on the first, because of how we met. You're actually the reason we, me and Kathy, got started in real estate. Um, You were the first person we talked to at the real estate group. You kind of connected us with everyone that we kind of know today as far as like a realtor, our CPA, everyone. How long ago was that? Was it 2017? It could be, yeah. 2017. That's awesome. Um, So what have you been up to in the meantime as far as real estate is concerned? Like, how are you dealing with this market? Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's so I, I believe that markets uh, move in cycles because I think that uh, the actors in a market are humans and that humans are psychological creatures. And honestly, there's not that much variation. Uh, I, I think some people call it the cycle of greed and fear. Uh, so I, I think uh, you can look at different economic forces, but I, I think what underpins it is kind of you know human emotions and that uh, humans naturally get a little uh, enthusiastic, then they go over-enthusiastic, and humans are reluctant to change until they have to. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they're kind of forced to do it, and, you know, and people tend to overcorrect in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So they become over-enthusiastic on the way up until it's a bubble, and then the bubble deflates, and then they get overly pessimistic on the downside. And yeah. so you end up with, you know, with, with kind of peaks and troughs. And I think it's a little more obvious and fast moving and in, in like a very highly liquid uh, market like the stock market. But uh, it's, just, I think the same thing happens with real estate. It's just because it's not as liquid uh, mm-hmm. and transactions are more involved. I think it's a little slower moving, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are peaks and troughs and market cycles. So uh, that's a very complicated answer. <laughs> uh, so I feel like, and I could well be wrong, but I do feel like we are, just turning from a market top. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, uh, it's, it's hard to make generalizations. I, I think different parts of the country are in different parts of that cycle. Yeah. Um, like I was reading something online today about uh, Florida uh, land being bid up to crazy amounts. And people I was thinking, well, it. people yeah. were bidding things up crazy amounts a year ago here, but I don't know that that's happening so much as more anymore yeah. uh, right now. So, uh, I feel like we've maybe started to turn the corner, whereas other areas of the country haven't yet. Uh, so uh, I, I'm a little cautious right now. Just, um, I mean, I did survive the great financial crisis of oh, 2008, yeah. <laughs> 2009, 10, back, 11. Yeah. I, uh, back then, I, I was way too young to actually understand what was actually going on. I think I was graduating high school at the time. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really in the real estate market at the time. Yes. But it's. It's kind of funny though because when we first got started, everyone was telling me, "Oh, these housing prices are wicked insane. They're never they're going to come down eventually, and they just continually gone up religiously mm-hmm. every single year." I'm actually kicking myself now because when we first bought our first house in 2017, uh, it was at such a good interest rate. The prices weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, I should have bought so many more." I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. So it's a combination of like you can't really time the market. It's almost impossible. And also a combination of like right now, I think interest rates are just completely killing the market on top of the prices that aren't adjusting for the interest rates. So mm-hmm. it's almost impossible for like people my age 
who are just getting out of college, all this load up on debt and stuff, that mm-hmm. are having issues getting houses just because, one, like, to be fair, the house that we're in right now, we closed in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I believe if we waited another three or four months, those interest rates would have actually pressed us out of this house. We wouldn't wow. be able to be in this right now. But as far as, like, yeah, have you sold any properties recently? Have you... Uh, Made any moves on that front? or Because I know a lot of people are liquidating their houses right now. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't sold anything recently. Uh, I, I do own a lot of things with, with different partners. So uh, I, I don't know that I would have sold anyway. I, I guess to me, I, I have been saying probably for a few years now. I, I probably started saying it too early, to be honest. But for, for a few years now, my mantra has been, uh, and I, I definitely remember saying this last year, I, I said, you know, I could sell now, but I, I'm not going to, but I, I knew that that was, com- I mean, nobody wants to sell at like the bottom. Of so, course, yeah. you know, you always <laughs> imagine in your mind that you're going to be smart and sell at quote the top, whatever that is, the local top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I said, you know, uh, so if, because I'm not selling now, cause I, we don't, I don't have a specific reason to sell. Uh, I I'm committing in my mind to mm-hmm. holding for the next Till we get to the next top or yeah. the next, you know, Pearl. peak or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. and I assume that's going to be 10 to 15 years. So okay. I basically decided last year, I, I kind of thought like, do, do I have another cycle in me? Mm. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I probably have another cycle in me, you know? And I said the same thing to a friend of mine. <laughs> he said, yeah, I did the same calculation, decided I do not have another cycle in me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I haven't sold anything recently. Um, mm-hmm. the last thing I bought was, I think last year, um, mm-hmm. I have done a couple of flips. So, so, I mean, I consider that selling, uh, yeah. flips, but not, I haven't sold any long-term hold things. Uh, they're kind of like retirement accounts. Um, yeah, I, I probably won't sell until I have a reason to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So when you're doing your investing, it's kind of like, you, you're not like in the trenches fixing everything up in these houses. It's kind of hands off. Do you use a like company to turn these properties or? Uh, yeah. I mean, so I haven't done a ton of flips. I, yeah. I sometimes tell people, you know, I, I'm happy to do a flip if the numbers are good, but I'm gotcha. not Mr. Flip. Um, so, contractors come and go. I haven't yeah. found, uh, I, I personally haven't found uh, one or more contractors that I could just kind of unreliably, but I also don't sure. do a high volume. Uh, so I've used different people on every one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you use contractors to do these flips I, primarily. So. Uh, there was a flip within the last few years where I, I did do a few minor things myself yeah. and, I, and it was just because it was, that was uh, maybe two years ago and it was really hard to find yeah. people. It was, you know, a lot of people were complaining that, you know, I can't get a contractor to call me back and that's neither good, could we. Yeah, that's a good example because the place we got up in New Hampshire, the Airbnb, um, there is no one up there that does any work. Right. Even Chris could verify mm-hmm. this for me too. Like we need a plumber because we had a, a washer that decided to go and mm-hmm. our clean people, instead of like not using it, they continually used Ooh. it. And eventually it flowed, and then it flowed Ugh. the second floor, oh and I went up there. I'm like, please do not use the washer anymore wow. if water keeps coming out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we end up, I end up driving up there myself, fixing everything up, wow. because there, I couldn't get anyone up there to do anything. Like, if you go far enough north, there's, there's no one up there. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I think eventually once I get more adept at doing all this real estate stuff mm-hmm. and my time becomes a little more precious to me, like I, I, especially with my day job, like I'm working 40 hours a week, um, eventually you just don't have enough time to do it all yourself. It's, it's like one of those situations yep. or even better, like if you're making enough money to the point where you can hire it out and just save yourself the hassle of doing it all yourself. Yes. I'd probably do that myself too. So, right. so let me ask you another question. Sure. Um, as far as um, you, you're very comp- the way you're doing your investments is kind of complicated. You do a little like ten thirty one exchanges yes. stuff along those lines. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed some great success with that kind of stuff? I know you're really pressing on the ten thirty one exchanges and the stuff you're doing. Uh, yeah, I think I've done uh, somewhere around eight ten thirty one exchanges, and all of them have succeeded except one. Which uh, and on that one, I didn't really try that hard because the gain wasn't that high yeah, uh but it, it's always surprising to me when i pull one off i feel like i'm sort of like doing a magic trick and i got away <laughs> with it and nobody caught on uh yeah i mean i uh the idea is you defer the taxes you know uh money today is worth much more than money in the future so yeah. if you can defer it that's great if you can eventually possibly not pay it uh you know defer 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 die is is the old saying gotcha. uh then that's even better yeah. um but yeah, I mean, uh, so I think you were asking, uh, do I like to complicate things? I don't like to complicate well, things, but the tax code makes <laughs> no, things a little complicated. No, I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> you do creative investing. Like there's... Uh... I will say on the, on the creative uh, question, I mean, I I feel like I could be a lot more creative. Uh, yeah. I Yeah, there's a lot of strategies. I mean, the, the nice thing about real estate is, you know, I, I sometimes say there's a lot of different ways to slice the onion. There's... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fix and flips, there's long-term hold, there's, uh, we had a presentation recently at the investor group on lease options, mm-hmm. uh, which was very interesting, uh, sort of a slightly different take on it. Uh, there's doing things with your self-directed IRA, there's tax avoidance or tax deferral strategies, there's uh, buying straight options, there's wholesaling, mm-hmm. uh, there's you know, a lot of different things that you can do. There's even more exotic things like buying partial interest where you can buy someone's half interest or third interest in a house. Um, and then there's some options after that. There's uh, life estates and remainder interest, which are sort of a, uh, to some extent, a Rhode Island peculiarity where you're buying the future right to inherit a house. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then you can complicate things with <laughs> two for one. Yeah. As if that's not complicated enough, where, where uh, some of the best deals I've done have been where there's like two things. So, uh, where maybe someone has passed away and it's a partial interest or um, or it's a vacant house and it's a bankruptcy or something like that. Gotcha. So um, that uh, those are the most complicated and hairy. I, I guess I'm attracted to that idea because to me uh, there's value or there's opportunity and complexity. I mean, it's also more stress, but yeah. – um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So, but I, I constantly feel that I could be more um, creative or pursue things that you know. Uh, but to be fair, though, you've had a lot of success <laughs> in this whole thing too. You've been doing it. This is your full time gig. You're well established in the area. I think everyone in Rhode Island knows you by RI Prop Info now. <laughs> Thanks. But hey, it's a great web. Anyone who's listening, RI Prop Info. It's a great <laughs> website. It helps you find. Uh, 
dive into a little bit more. I, I use it to research properties. It's it's really just a fancy collection of links, but I appreciate the, the shout out. <laughs> the shout out, yes. Uh, but I do use it myself to maintain things. Uh, sorry, I do maintain it myself to and use it to research things. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had a collection of uh, links that I was using and just decided to put it up online so I could access it easier and other people could. But yes. yeah. Me and Kat, we use it all the time. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> we see a property, uh, we drive by, we're like, oh man, it looks abandoned. There's a bunch of grass in front of it. Let's take a look at it. Yes. And uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Well, it, we play it by ear pretty much. So uh, let's put a little spin on it. So we, we, we pretty much covered all the finance sure. for now. Let's talk more about the uh, the health. So I see you you have a ring. Is that the Nuva ring? The, uh, the Aura. Aura ring. Yes. Aura ring. Okay. So that one, it tracks your heartbeat, your sleep patterns, all that kind yes. of stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you keep up with that a lot? Like you, so you tune your sleep to a certain... So I've had this for a couple of months now. Yeah. And um, so I, I do believe like... Uh, Many years ago, I, I got an uh, undergraduate psychology degree for what that's worth. I, that's you awesome. know, thank you. I, I don't feel like I, I use it, but I think it's more of an indication that that's kind of how my mind is oriented. So, yeah. uh, so I do believe that what there's an old phrase: "What gets measured gets managed." Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've always sort of struggled uh, with sleep to some extent. I, I, I'm persistently a late night person. I, uh, I, I wish it was not so. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you told me like you catch up on Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not the whole day, but it's it's more than a normal person, that's for sure. But you're making up for it throughout the week. You only sleep a couple hours, a couple four or five hours during the week, and you kind of catch up on the the weekends. Yeah, that's I I, yeah, but I I recognize it's not you know it could be better. So uh, I was looking a few months ago for something to try to measure things, and and this was. Uh, this ring was just something that had come up and another member of the investor group yeah. said that he used it and mm-hmm. he liked it. So, Have you had good luck with it? Like, is it accurate to a point or like... It, it seems to be very accurate. Okay, because uh, I have a Fitbit and uh, yeah. it's, it's okay most of the time. Uh, I have this weird condition where I have like bad circulation in mm-hmm. my hands. I even have to take off my wedding band at night because mm-hmm. uh, if I don't, I'll wake up my finger. It'll be completely numb. Oh, wow. Same with my wrist. Like, if I keep the watch on, mm-hmm. so I have to find, like, a really, really loose mm-hmm. wristband. Otherwise, my, I wake up my hands all atrophied and mm-hmm. get pins and needles and stuff. But I, I would like to see how that thing works out. Maybe if I can find one that isn't too tight, it might work better than this. So, I know Fitbit, like, obviously, when you're tracking your steps and stuff like mm-hmm. that it's not accurate down to the science you right. know like if you wave your hand here you're counting steps so right you yes of, you can kind of cheat it a little bit but if that's as accurate as people have been telling me uh, i definitely have to look into it yeah i mean i'm so i i do believe in in health i mean there's you know everyone has different spheres of of life mm-hmm. uh there's money there's family there's health yeah. uh you know, there's your immediate family, there's your extended family, mm-hmm. uh, there's whatever you're doing for income, yeah. you know, there's uh, spiritual stuff uh, or religious whatnot, um, yeah. uh, self-improvement. So there's all these different spheres. And, yeah. you know, I think it's impossible to be amazing at, at everything, but yeah. you, you kind of manage, you you know, yeah. you have phases of life where you might focus on one for a little, you know, a little extra for a year or two and then shift. And uh, yeah, so, but I, I, I do... I, I mean, some people would say that the health is sort of the 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 thing that that can power everything else because yeah. I mean, there is a big difference when you have a day where you haven't got enough rest or recovery or mm-hmm. whatever versus a day when you have. And I mean, mm-hmm. your ability to even even your mental willingness to tackle something can, can be very different. There's the 
God, I just want to make it to the end of the day and get back to bed, yeah. you know, on the downside. <laughs> and then there's the, I feel great. Let's finally tackle one of those projects I've been putting off or at least make a dent in it, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think there's definitely something to be said for, for paying attention to that and, and trying to uh, to work on it. What I have now is going into 30s now. I'm going to be 30 in well, how many days? About 10 days. I'm a big 3-0. But I'm noticing now that... Uh, the late night partying, the alcohol. You know, <laughs> you, I, I can't keep up the way I used to keep up. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like, you, I could have a drink, like a nightcap or something like that, mm-hmm. just to mellow out. That's not going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. It might affect your sleep a little bit. I have mm-hmm. noticed that alcohol does have, have a big impact on sleep patterns and stuff like that. But now I'm like, oh, man, if I go with my friends and I have more than three drinks, I'm laid out for the whole next day. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of see it as, like, you're kind of stealing happiness from tomorrow. Yes. And yes. to enjoy it today. <laughs> the next day, like, I, I do not handle hangovers at mm-hmm. all anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I probably took it after my dad. My mom, on the other hand, she could have, like, a crazy night, have a bunch of drinks, mm-hmm. and wake up the next day and, like, nothing happened. Yep. My dad will have, like, two drinks, and he'll be laid out flat for two days. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of fall somewhere in the middle of that, but now that I'm getting older, I'm finding it's becoming harder and harder yes. to have a, like, just drinking alcohol in general. So, like, mm-hmm. I know this when I took a break for a little while, just, like, try to, um, just try to, like, abstain from it for a whole month. I think mm-hmm. we did a dry October or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I noticed my energy went up. I noticed my stamina at the gym went mm-hmm. through the roof. And I'm like, wow, this is this kind of nice. I should probably <laughs> do this more often. I know you're not much of a drinker yourself because you got the all the gifts at your house. People keep getting yeah, drunk. yeah. I actually had to, <laughs> to uh, get rid of stuff in my liquor cabinet. I'd been there for years. I had moved it through two different properties that I lived yeah. at, and and I was like, I, this is just taking up space it's at this perfect, point. Though, because yeah, yes. uh, immediate gifts for people anytime you need it. That's so. true, it's, uh, and I have used them for that. Yeah, it's yep. pretty good. Exactly. Uh, you also your diet. Uh, I know that you're not a vegetarian. You're a vegetarian or a vegan. Uh, vegetarian. Uh, in an ideal world, you know, if all the stars aligned, yeah. sure, I'd be vegan. But uh, when I lived in New York City in the early 2000s, I was vegan. But yeah. that's because you know that they, they have you know a gazillion restaurants all the time, and you'll pay through the nose, but you can get exactly what you want. That was very easy, you know. And and I think I was single at the time, so. Yeah. Uh, but here in the real world, that's a little tougher to pull off. Yeah, at least in Rhode Island. Yeah, expenses, and also there's not the diversity of food that's here all the time. Yes. I get that, and I, I have tried it. It's it's. I've been to a couple of vegan restaurants, just like you. Uh, yes. I think we met at one, and it or it was awesome. Like, yes, they, the food tastes fabulous. I'm I'm shocked at how well it is. <laughs> uh, so, is that like a personal choice, or is it something that is a dietary thing? Uh, sort of uh, a number of different things. It's uh, yeah, I mean, part health, part uh, animal welfare concerns. Gotcha. Uh, but I, I have been vegetarian since 2000, gotcha. uh, and. Uh, yeah, every every so often I'll accidentally have some meat or something, or it'll wind up in the food yeah. in some way, and I'll be like, uh, I don't think this Not is what it, it should be. Yeah, I, you know, it's very detectable to me. But um, gotcha. but I so I I mean like I I have said that I do pretty good defense. Like I I don't drink. I I don't eat red meat or really. Um, so, uh, but you know, I haven't been that good with the offense with you know actively working out. I'm doing gotcha. a little bit more of that recently. But you yeah, still look great though. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, so I've been I've been working on my diet now too because I can't eat the way I used to anymore mm-hmm. as well. And also, I'm noticing now that uh, eating whole foods, like as far as like stuff that came from the ground, mm. stuff that it actively makes me feel better. So yep. like it's one of those things where 
if I eat like I don't know a McDonald's burger, I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna feel at the gym the next day. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm a little sluggish today and that kind of stuff. So I think definitely gearing my my diet to a healthier like mm-hmm. well, I, also. Uh, the food pyramid. I was just researching that yesterday. Like I mm-hmm. watch a lot of videos, constantly looking at like I don't know episodes of Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. seeing all this stuff about like dietary up. The food pyramid is completely screwed up. Like the way they stacked it up is <laughs> you have lots and lots of carbs all at the bottom mm-hmm. of it, and in reality, you, you can reduce your carbs pretty substantially and mm-hmm. completely make it out fine. I think like that eventually needs to be reworked a little bit, <laughs> just because of the fact that. I think it was just a different time. They didn't have mm-hmm. the knowledge that we have now. And I I think that had to do with a lot of things. Like, we kind of resort to the old time thing mm-hmm. and don't really bring it current. So I think we need to kind of revisit that food pyramid a little bit. Just Because, honestly, Kathy's family, uh, her mother and father, love them to death, but their diet is mm-hmm. atrocious. Mm-hmm. It's like meat, potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, starches, bread, mm-hmm. butter. Like, it's just... It's yep. delicious, but uh, you can't. It's not sustainable for a long period of time. You got. It's gonna eventually catch up with you if you're not. Yes. Also, if you're actively going to the gym, either right, it will definitely affect you too. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had any issues like as far as food tolerances? A lot of people are having them now. Um, our friend Lindsay, mm-hmm. she has uh, gluten intolerance. Okay, and she noticed that completely subtracting from her diet completely like it helped her a hundred percent. And uh, I'm noticing now that I have. Having issues with cheese, like it definitely affects my stomach in ways. I think if I reduce my intake, obviously my pizza that will definitely screw up my stomach. But mm-hmm. like, as far as taking it away completely, I, I can't do that. I'm Italian. I have mm-hmm. to eat it's kind of part of the part of the, the yes. gist. But, uh, <laughs> you have any issues with uh, anything specific? Or? I, I have. It. I mean, I th- that concept of a food diary or something to sort of uh, you know, and then subtracting things to see what changes that it's an appealing concept uh i I think like most humans uh i probably don't change until i'm forced to or you know until until something happens right like you get a rash or or some issue but Mm -hmm. i mean there are some things that you notice like i've noticed uh i don't really drink like soda like pepsi or coke but uh there is like carbonated water basically it's like zero calories it's just uh i forget what the brand name is but there's like no flavor just like yeah. or like a hint of a flavor like a small hint of orange i sometimes have that but if i have it late at night i've noticed it like it, it yeah it's like having a, a vitamin on an empty stomach kind of thing yes <laughs> and, and i do have uh probably more caffeine than i should and uh, i'm guilty of that as well I, yeah i run my life on caffeine I, the new job waking up yes. early in the morning yes. I'm taking like extreme amounts of caffeine in the morning, then in yes. the afternoon, just to make like as soon as I get home, I want to get stuff done. Yes, using caffeine is probably not the best thing to supplement with, but uh, I we don't know the full side effects of caffeine yet. Right, uh, that oh, it's side effect. It's a drug. Like yes, anything else. There's exactly. Probably side effects mm-hmm. that we're unaware of. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So um, let's get down to some family finances. Okay. Um, so as you know, me and Kathy. The way we structure our finances are a little different than most people. We we combine everything into like one giant pool, mainly because Kathy manages all the bookkeeping for our houses. She mm-hmm. manages the day-to-day stuff in the house. She manages the Airbnb. She manages uh, like pretty much all the bills. I, I'm not good with finances as mm-hmm. far as keeping track of bills. My ADHD is off the hinges. I can't do that. <laughs> so I, we just pool our money into one fund and... We pay as we go, and if 
say we, I want to go buy something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's over $200, it's probably a good idea to consult each other before mm-hmm. making a, a giant purchase. Because that affects the overall budget for the two of us. So yep. that's the way we kind of do it. But hmm. that, like I said, everyone has a different strategy. Everyone do, does things a little differently. There's no right way or wrong way to do it. I know you and Sylvia have a definitely different way of doing it as well. You, yes. You do the mixed basket or in the bowl kind of thing? or So I, I, I you know, you just kind of have assumptions about how things work and the assumptions either work or, or you have to negotiate. Uh, so I, I think my strategy, which I never really thought too consciously about, but it probably came from the fact that you know, my parents were divorced. Yeah. Uh, so I, in the back of my head, I probably always had that in mind, like, you know, what if, yeah. uh, and so we have individual accounts and then we have a joint account. And so, uh, we pay, the mortgage out of the joint account mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, related things like insurance, uh, groceries, uh, like any household expenses out of the joint account. Gotcha. Uh, and then we have our individual accounts. And so, uh, you know, she has a hobby of doing hula hooping. And yeah. so she, if she wants to buy hula hoop stuff and she just does it out of her own account. Gotcha. And I have a hobby of lock related stuff. So if I want to do some lock related stuff, I yeah. do it on my account. Exactly. You know, half the time that's a business expense, which is wonderful, but that's a separate thing. But... <laughs> hey, anything we can expense, right? Take yes. advantage of the small loopholes that are left in the system. So, But every so often we, we do uh, catch up and, and we uh, she calls it, probably I use the phrase uh, and she sort of says it tongue in cheek. Uh, she calls it the monthly reckoning. You know, <laughs> oh, I have to do the reckoning for last month, you know. Uh, and so then we'll sort of... Uh, See if there's anything that um, that needs to be like reimbursed or yeah. whatever, because a lot of times I think when she goes grocery shopping, she'll do it out of her own account, so then I owe her that money. So I, I guess that does make things slightly more complicated. I don't know. Uh, it's just like how hey, if it, it works, it works. Yeah, you know? like it, it doesn't have to be something super complicated. Like as far as like um, good example, right? I want to buy a quad because I got the place up in New Hampshire. I want to go riding. Mm-hmm. Not the budget. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a way, maybe work some overtime, maybe work some side jobs, mm-hmm. try to make that money up in other ways because it's a big expense. It's, uh, yes. Quads can go for four, six, eight grand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money just to come out of the pocket. It is. So um, there's some finagling. We got to go back and forth on a little bit. Like there is a little tension sometimes like, oh, she went and binge bought something mm-hmm. and there's a little tension there. But most of the time it's, it's, it's pennies. It's not like we're not, I'm not showing up in the driveway with a brand new F-150 truck. <laughs> you know, uh, that $200 balance rule kind of keeps us in check a little bit. She mm-hmm. might, if she came in, she'd probably say otherwise. Uh, she has some other opinions of her own, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, uh, as most spouses do. <laughs> yeah, Kathy is my co-host, but she, uh, yes, I'll let her talk. I'm not going to talk for her. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, the way that you guys structure finances is interesting. And uh, maybe me and Kathy could take something out of it just because. How about, like, uh, alternative investing strategies? Uh, do you strictly still stick with uh, real estate or do you look at other options? So I do. Uh, I have some stock-related stuff. It's not a ton. Uh, I, I do believe in specialization to, to some extent. But, uh, I mean, there is... Yeah, I, I do have some stock related stuff, but I, I don't really get into it uh, like yeah. I get into real estate. So yeah. 
That's your bread and butter for real estate, pretty much. Yes, I have gotcha. owned precious metals in the past. I don't currently own them, but gotcha. um, would you recommend owning any precious metals? Well, the problem is, where do you put them? Yeah. Uh, if if you buy a, a precious metal ETF, then you basically just bought a stock. Yeah. And so, some people have theories that it may or may not be backed by actual physical gold. Yada yada. Uh, you can buy the physical gold, which I, I guess appeals to me. But then, what do you do with it? You know, yeah, then you're gotcha. gonna worry about it. So. Gotcha. Or you stick it in your bank, but then you have to worry about getting robbed. And Right. Yes. Or uh, even more, what's been super trendy this past year is cryptocurrency. Yes. It's like it's a big shiny thing that everyone's kind of been investing in. Some people made out like millionaires doing this kind of stuff, and other people got hosed because mm. they got in at the wrong time. They got mm-hmm. in. They got out at the wrong time. I, I did pretty good this past year. I, I would say I kind of broke even mm-hmm. on my crypto. Uh, I just dabbled in it. I had Robinhood account, and I was like, mm-hmm. I had a little fun money in there just. Because yes. everyone else is doing it, might as well participate a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough to, like, if I lost it, I wouldn't be devastated by it. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we got, I think, through the two companies that we got, I got a couple 401ks and Kathy, we opened her up a Roth because her nice. company didn't, um, didn't provide any kind of 401k or anything like that. So mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to spread it out. I think, uh, what was it? Spreading your investments out a little bit is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're. I'm not going to be day trading. Obviously, it's too much work. It's another job, and mm-hmm. I think dollar cost averaging is probably the best thing to do. Just keep a slow trickle into it, and then like, yeah, if it's there, you can retire on it over a long period of time. Especially when you're doing like stocks and index funds, like mm-hmm. stuff that's not super super risky and something that's low. So, I mean, you should see if your mm-hmm. employer offers a Roth 401k option. Some do now. Um, Those can be invested in real estate, right? No, you're no. thinking of a self-directed, self-directed IRA. IRA. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so Roth that that is pre-taxed, correct? Uh, so with a traditional uh, 401k or a traditional IRA, you get the deduction now. Yes. Uh, and then you pay taxes when it comes out later. With the Roth, it's the other way around. Gotcha. You do not get you, the deduction now, now, and then, then it's tax-free later. Gotcha. I never really understood that why they made 401ks like I you you would defer your taxes to later, right? But don't typically people, when they get older, make more money? So wouldn't you pay more? Mm, so not not really because it's not – you're thinking older like you're thinking of your earning power increasing as time goes on, yeah. which hopefully would be the case. But when you retire, your income will drop off significantly. Oh, I see. What you mean. And so you'll have retired, more medical right? expenses. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's how they see it now. Okay. So the, the, the traditional advice is that – you save more in taxes by doing a traditional IRA or 401k because if you think of taxes are in brackets. So right now, uh, if you get, uh, I don't know, a $10,000 deduction, you're saving whatever the top tax rate is that you're paying. So, you know, you have a stack of income and there's a chunk at the bottom that's taxed the least. Then, you know, you know, it's how tax brackets work. So, you know, I think of it like water in a in a glass as yeah. it goes up and the water changes color. That's a new tax bracket. So, gotcha. so uh, ten thousand dollars right now, mm-hmm. if you can deduct it, that saves you if your tax rate is I don't know thirty two percent or twenty eight percent, whatever they are. Okay, I see what you're saying. Versus yeah. in the future, in decades, when you make half or a third of the income or whatever, uh, then. Uh, if you had to pay the tax when it comes out, it'll be at a much lower bracket. So that's that's the the usual advice, and mm-hmm. and I mean that's for most people that's probably actually good. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I 
want to plan to make less money in retirement. But aside from that rosy, you know, optimistic, uh, <laughs> romantic view of, yeah. of being some titan of industry when I'm in retirement, I'll probably get to retirement and be like, boy, that was dumb. I just want to relax. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, the other uh there's a subtle thing that i like with the roth where uh i have a, a good friend and, and mentor who who commented that uh when he does investments out of his roth ira he doesn't have to pay tax on them there's, yeah. there's, so to me the appeal to less complexity because i hate dealing with taxes it's yeah. a real pain in the butt life and taxes, if i the simplicity i'd rather it's worth me paying a little more tax now yeah to, to know that it'll be simpler then gotcha. in de- decades down the road. I mean, all of this stuff is subject to change. You don't know what the tax brackets are going to be when you get there. You, you don't need, head, you, you, you know, the retirement, head. they could move the goalposts. The retirement age could change. They could, they, they, they could renege on the Roth IRA promise and say, you know what? We changed our mind. The deal yeah. has changed. Pray yeah. we don't change it again. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, you can only act with the information that you have at the time. So that is true. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I guess you can, Diversify as much as possible. I understand the reason for both of them. Um, so there's a really trendy topic going around online these days, and every YouTuber is talking about it. And it got me worried for a little bit. I'm like, do more research on it. It's not that big of a deal. People are talking about the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Okay. So what what's your take on that? Are you talking about the brick stuff? Uh, a combination of China. Um, Trading with the Saudi Arabians, mm, uh, the oil. petrodollar thing. Yes, so they're going away from U.S. dollars to the petrodollar using an alternative currency. Uh, U.S. has always been like the currency for the, the petrodollar, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be changing now, and the fact that uh, Congress is spending more than they've ever spent in their entire lifetime, uh, it's kind of worrying for normal everyday people and i don't really want to know how to make heads or tails of it it's kind of one of those things where it's like a big scary thing and everyone's talking about it and you don't really know what's true because right obviously news articles they get clicks by scaring people so is you think it's something to be worried about you think it's uh something that could be a problem well i I mean i certainly understand what happened and why i mean it, it comes down to the fact that when russia invaded ukraine the U.S. you know used all of its financial tools at its disposal, including cutting them out of the SWIFT banking system yes. uh, and using the the fact that the dollar is the reserve currency uh, currency of most of the world as a weapon. So other countries looked around and said, "Gosh, they could do that to us," it, which yeah. is true. It was always true. It was just not never quite so obvious, or they didn't think that we would do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with a, with a weapon that powerful. You know, there's there's a danger of using it because you can have other people react and you know want to protect themselves from it. Mm-hmm. So you'd really only want to use it in a in a truly important situation. Yeah. I, I mean, whether Russia invading Ukraine is such an important situation, I I, I kind of think it is. Uh, but I mean, that's up for legitimate debate. Uh, but you know, if you could go back in time and say. Uh, you know, pick pick a demagogue from like the 1930s or so. You know. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, if you could stop them in their tracks, but, you know, when they evaded the first country, if everyone ignored them, they said, hey, this is pretty good. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Or if they got resistance and people used all the tools at their disposal to fight them, maybe that, you know, puts an end to that and nips it in the bud. Who knows? Yeah. But so uh, so I understand why other countries aren't happy because the U.S. used its financial power uh, in a way that they kind of said, gosh, that could happen to us. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I so that's why there's an urge to try to move away from the U.S. dollar. Uh, 
I, I don't know how successful it will be, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, the countries that are doing them, uh, doing that, uh, were never really our fans to begin with. Sure. Uh, I think, what was it? It was the Brexit was uh, Russia, China, uh, India, and uh, Brazil, maybe? Brazil, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, so they're not really in our, they're not part of um, NATO. So, right. It, they have every right to do what they want to do because they're right. not really involved. And, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. You don't know. Like, I'm more worried about investments and, like, savings and stuff like that. I, obviously, I looked at a scale online that the U.S. dollar, it's the most traded currency. It's not going to disappear overnight. It's it's not going to, like, just poof, everyone's mm-hmm. bank accounts are empty. It's going to be, like, a slow burn. It's going to take a long time. Something else might happen. The U.S. dollar has been, like, the the lead currency for a long time. Mm-hmm. Usually most countries similar to Germany during World War Two, the they had hyperinflation and their dollar was worth nothing as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's just part of the history. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen eventually. We don't know when it's gonna happen, but uh, I, I don't think for you or I it's it's something that we really should be concerned about or could be concerned about. It's not like we have trillions or billions of dollars or even millions of dollars to move from one currency to another. Yeah. And you also have to keep in mind, like, where are you going to move it? So yeah. you say, oh, I want to get away from the dollar. Well, what are you gonna, where are you going to put it? Well, yeah. if you're going to do the euro, well, that's fine. But Europe is kind of more or less allied with us. I mean, they, they want to maintain ties with China. But, you know, as far as culturally, philosophically, you know, I, I think they're, you know... <laughs> Uh, more or less in our our camp so i mean that you know and they're pretty intertwined uh sure you could choose the chinese yuan but that just because you're choosing different currency then you have their concern and and their economy is is more directly managed by the government than ours so right pretty pretty tight over there but i mean um, even robert kiyosaki had invested in a gold mine in china only to learn the hard lesson that hey when the chinese government decides that uh they want it guess what you lose gotcha yeah yeah yeah, it's a less. It's it's a uh, something you just have to learn over time. I just I'm so annoyed with all these news media's propping this up as like this big thing that's gonna collapse. It's like it's making people paranoid. It's not helpful. Like obviously something to be wary of, but I don't think it's a direct problem right this second. Um, there's other problems that are going on. War in Ukraine, China, and Taiwan. There's a whole. It's a whole another thing. Uh, that's something that we have to figure out as we go i guess because yes i find that that over time history has a tendency of repeating itself over and over again we never really learn our lessons so um that being said there may be another war there may be a cold war something along those lines um i I don't know it's one of those things where uh just all the stuff online they're definitely hyping people up for no i wouldn't say no reason but it's something to be wary of but is it like, what do you think? Uh, I think it's something to track, like yeah. a lot of other economic things, like what the Fed is doing and uh, you know, geopolitical stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something to keep informed about. But the yeah. question is, what can you do about it? I mean, if you're yeah. mostly local real estate, I don't know that you're going to sell all your stuff and, and invest in the Chinese yuan or some other currency. Yeah, it, so. it makes sense. That makes sense. I, I see what you mean there. Yeah. The, the, they don't really give you a solution when they tell you all this gloom and stuff. They're like, everything, the sky is falling. And there's no solution. <laughs> so Right. But I think at the end of the day, I think if we just keep up with our investment strategies over time, I, I'm not investing in anything right now just because 
the interest rates are so high. We have a baby on the way. Mm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, investments are being put on hold for now. I think right now we're just focusing on fixing up, obviously, the, there's some issues with some of the properties that we have. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good time to take the time and fix the stuff that's broken mm-hmm. and then don't bury ourselves and... I'm more worried about over leveraging, if anything, because everything is getting more expensive, and the last thing I need is two or three tenants to leave, mm-hmm. and then we're on the hook for three mortgages. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's good to play it safe sometimes. You don't have to be full board twenty four seven. Yes. Uh, how do you typically deal with uh, vacancies? Do you fill them yourself, or do you um, have a management company take care of it? So I, I used to fill them myself, and then I just reached a point where I just you know get too busy so i i do have a management company do it but uh yeah i mean i'm familiar with the process i I, yep we had the same situation um me and kathy are i think too nice Mm -hmm. so we let people take advantage of us a little bit when it comes to tenants um back to back three tenants that we had put in our house we had bad luck with they Mm -hmm. i think each one of them ended up costing us two to three grand in damages on the house so we got to the point where like we're not good at this. We mm-hmm. definitely need to hire this out because one, it takes up a lot of time. Uh, I think multiple weekends you have to reserve for people to come to your house to look at it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times no one ever shows up. So it's like, yes. All right. So that kind of sucks. And then the people that do show up, uh, some of them are really, really desperate, like are either in dire straits or they have mm-hmm. a previous eviction or yep. something, something's going on. And mm-hmm. I'm softy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ah, oh, they give me a good pity story. I'm like, oh, you could totally move into my house. It's it's no problem at all. Right. And I'm like, so we have to hire it out. It's just one of those things where mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Right. <laughs> so I think that's another good thing to do, especially like stuff that you don't, um, you're not good at, or you've had experiences with. I, I wouldn't say if someone if someone were to get into a house now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest they immediately go to a management company. And I want people to learn. The process, so you also don't get taken advantage of, uh, like especially like plumbing, electrical, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that if you at least try it first, I'm always under the impression that I'm going to try it first, and if I break it, then I'll hire somebody. Yeah, but uh, yeah, picked up a lot of skills way. over the years, like as far as that kind of stuff's concerned. Some stuff, you know, I'm I'm a little more comfortable with electrical than plumbing. Uh, I agree, uh, plumbing is definitely a lot trickier. And you know what? It might be good when you install it. Right. But we, <laughs> we found out that, oh, pipes, pipes leak after you leave the house. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, we run into similar situations. Like, I think the guy who bought this house originally, he hired a nice drywaller. He hired mm-hmm. a nice electrician. Plumbing, he decided to do everything himself. Mm-hmm. And why is it everything? I mean, like, underneath our sink, the plumber told us that uh, the pipe that he used was from a pool. Oh. So, and judging by the aerials that we looked at a long time ago... He had a pool, so it all lines up. It makes sense. It's got to be all ripped out. We got to have it all redone. Um, So it's just one of those things. We bought this house uh, with with all the problems because it was a bidding war at the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who came wanted everything fixed. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, I want the easiest person. So he took us because Mm -hmm. there was no problems. Have you used uh, that as a negotiating tool? Like, um, Have you taken problem properties? Because I know like... You, there are deals to be made when you take something on that's got some issues. 
Yeah, I mean, my philosophy is, uh, you know, I'm willing to deal with hassles and problems, but I, I need to make money from it. I, yeah. Nobody likes to work for free. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay full mark, full retail value and take on a problem. If I'm going to take on a problem, I at least want a discount so yeah. I can say, I mean, it doesn't make it easier to deal with the problem, really, but psychologically, it's like a little like, well... All right, this is aggravating, but I, I kind of knew it going in, and I and at least I got something for it, mm-hmm. like you, you know, additional equity or profit or whatever you want to call it. So that's that's my philosophy: is gotcha. you know, be willing to take on a problem, but don't do it for nothing. Gotcha. Makes yeah. sense. Very cool. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time to come out and uh, film the first episode of the film. <laughs> <laughs> record the first episode of this podcast i greatly appreciate it and i look forward to doing this again in the future sounds good thank you for having me i really appreciate it all right see you later guys all right